What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is Fightful Wrestling. It is February 18th, 2022. This is the go-home show for WWE Elimination Chamber. We will have a post-show for Elimination Chamber here on the main feed tomorrow afternoon, immediately following the show. But we're also going to have one behind the Fightful Select paywall. Alex Pawlowski is not watching the show, but Kate is, and Kate will describe to him what happens we got Kate here as well. How are you doing, Kate? I'm doing well. I'm looking very forward to that because we have a bunch of new subscribers because of the Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes news. Um, and this is either going to be fantastic or it's going to confuse the hell out of them or both. So it might confuse Alex. It might confuse me, but I'm very excited to do that. It's always so much fun to have those uh, paywall post shows. They're, they're really fun. And uh, yeah, I mean... I don't, there's nothing you can do to make me care about Goldberg versus Roman, but we're yeah. we're gonna give it a shot. <laughs> Guys, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Over the course of a week, we broke news that Keith Lee was signing with AEW, that Jay White was coming in, that another name is headed in. We broke news today that somebody's leaving Impact Wrestling. How about this? I got a couple more for you this weekend as well. But also uh, a little bit of news like Cody Rhodes leaving AEW, Stone Cold Steve Austin maybe coming back to wrestle just a few little stories there but that's not it some of you say well, i don't i don't know hold on hold on wait let me do it i love your mark voice i don't know who would ever pay for wrestling news who would ever do that well you know what you get seven weekly shows as well sometimes even more than that when kate and alex just go live after pay-per-view so you know what you get a whole lot of stuff and it's the most inexpensive premium wrestling news service there there's is. a free tier so calm down but you should yeah, don't post shit there, don't post there. <laughs> but we got some cool stuff coming i'm posting more exclusive interviews including what i said that i would do at five thousand subscribers because quite frankly i didn't think we'd ever get there i got a virgil interview dropping sunday it's the worst interview i've ever done in my life so Please check that out. And while you're here, leave a thumbs up. Donate a super chat. Donate a humper chat. You may say, what in the hoot are humper chats? Well, it's when you go to humperchats.com. It's our PayPal Streamlabs platform. You can get your question or statement read on the air. And you can even leave it before the show at humperchats.com. This show brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful and HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. Helix Sleep is the mattress in which Kate's internet sleeps on because it is always getting that good rest. It is never putting in work. Look at it. She is here in stunning 144p quality. It is amazing. You look like what people thought, like, like when, you know, like when American Pie would do the webcam stuff, with, like they were watching. That's the quality you're in from 1999 right now. Right now? Right now. I look great to myself. We're talking AEW Rampage. We're talking SmackDown. Check out my interviews that dropped this week. I just dropped them with Nikki A.S.H. But Daylon Pratis says, SRS, better chance of Cody and WWE or Austin at Mania? Ooh, I'm going with Cody and WWE, but I think it's very similar odds. That's a fantastic question. Um, Damn. I think they're both... I think if you add up both of them, I don't know if the possibility still hits 100%. I just fully believe like maybe it's some Hail Mary will happen with Cody or maybe some fallout. I don't know. Spencer, by the way, guys, we had more accurate Cody Rhodes news than anywhere at FightfulSelect.com this week. Please subscribe. Spencer B says, have you heard any big rumors for EC? Maybe Cody. No, I saw the picture that everybody said was from the the Warsaw Airport and all that stuff in Poland. I haven't been able to verify that. I had people in AEW asking me if that was real, and I wasn't able to get anything confirmed. J.K. Schwal says, safe to assume double or nothing is Sunday, May 29th, the day before Memorial Day. Uh, no, I don't know if it'll be Saturday or Sunday uh, because I would imagine they've got a hold on both of those days. And Anakin says, what a great birthday. Happy birthday, Anakin. We love Anakin around these parts. Anakin rules. He says, the Uncharted movie was fun. Rampage is pretty good. Now I get to end it with you guys. Fightful Community rocks. Sean and Kate, you both rock. I know one thing. If Anakin mails himself a birthday gift, it won't be there for four months because he is notoriously late on mailing anything and everything. 
Chris says, I'm not used to having to kill two hours before the review, but I do like Rampage at 7 p.m. So let's talk about that, Kate. Rampage, 7 a.m. Whole lot of people liking that. I know I'm liking that. I've already got to make an early morning tomorrow to wake up at the crack of noon for Elimination (laughs) Chamber. Um, But 7 p.m. because of the All-Star game. I like this a lot. Now on the West Coast, who knows how it's going to affect uh, ratings because this is 4 p.m. and a whole lot of people either not off work or they are driving home. L.A. is one of your biggest markets. People ain't going to get home till 6 if they get off work at 5. How do you feel about 7 p.m. Revel or 7 p.m. Dynamite? Shit! Rampage! It's Rampage! It's not Revolution. It's not Dynamite. It's Rampage. It's Rampage. Uh, I love it. I will pay people in California to tune in at 4 p.m. It was so nice. And it was also just interesting watching in reverse experience, like watching SmackDown after Rampage. I actually, it had like a different feel to my night. So that was kind of fun just to try it out. What wasn't fun was it felt like I got a really great show and then a not so great show after, but it felt like it went by much quicker for some reason. So I'll take it. Both shows taped. I don't think that helped, but we do have some super chats. Matt Reichel says, love the Rampage, uh, the time of Rampage this week. Great episode of the show and great announcements for Revolution. Boy, were there ever. So let's kick off. Adam Cole defeated 10. You just know some of those troll accounts are going to be like, a guy like 10 should never lose to a guy like Adam Cole. Adam Cole's over. Uh, 10 is fantastic in what he does. This... This was the type of guy sometimes you need a guy like Adam Cole to beat to make him look even better. You need Adam Cole to beat up this sirloin beef sons of bitch. And he did it. I thought they had a good match. I love the suplex on on Cole. That looked brutal. Let's talk about the match before we talk about the announcement. I like this. Adam Cole picks up the win. You know the drill. Yeah, this... Felt for a long time like the Adam Cole slot, like we were getting him kicking off Rampage so often, and then it got switched up with other great stuff. No complaints there, but um, he's such a fun person to kick off a show with, with that entrance. I realized on Wednesday night, he's so good at playing into the entrance, the crowd's going to pop for it, and then immediately going into heel mode. Like, very, very good at managing the crowd reaction, and then whether it's a promo or the match, like, he eats it up but he does it with enough arrogance that you buy that he's a bad guy still. So I, I just really appreciate that about him. Uh, I thought the match was great. 10 is always great. Like he's very versatile. You can plug him into anything. I feel like he's very good at working with anybody across any type of style. Like he's Wade Barrett was like that. Just really good at, at working with any guy at any size, any type. So um, I thought the match was great. The suplex spot that you called out was um, just says, holy S word, that suplex on my <laughs> over here um but i thought it was fantastic booking made sense you're not gonna have adam cole it certainly seemed like they were heading towards setting up a uh a championship match for him so you're gonna have that contender in logical wrestling worlds uh win going into what seemed like they were heading towards the championship match so uh at at the pay-per-view so i love this and rampage continues to be a place that puts on a really great appetizer of wrestling that like is a little bit more predictable. Is it going to move the storylines, but entertains the hell out of me? I'll take it. <laughs> I thought this was a lot of fun. Uh, Nerd Guru says, At Revolution, I want a title to leave the Cole Baker camp and a new one to enter. Just my feeling, the very least, Britt has to lose. Her reign is stale. Uh, that ain't on her. That's on the booking. But two big matches were announced. Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, no stipulation. I feel like... Like, it's going to be tough to one-up what they did. It's going to be so tough without the help of anything um, because what they did was special. It was one of the greatest pro wrestling matches I've ever seen. It was I had so much fun. They also announced Adam Hangman Page against Adam Cole. This freaking show is already loaded with those two. I was completely fine if they had Britt Baker avoid Thunder Rosa for a couple of months. And that way they could main event double or nothing. Cause I think it's lost on a lot of people. The world title has never main evented double or nothing. And I think it should kind of continue like that. I don't think they'll main event over hangman and Cole. Although if they did, I would be 100% fine with that. Um, 
these are two gigantic matches to add to a pay-per-view. And honestly, I kind of think that AEW uh, announcing these two matches when they did were good because they needed something after kind of the last week has happened. Yeah, I think it was last week on this show that I was just saying I felt like there was no real meat on the bone heading into the pay-per-view because we didn't have any full stories that had been announced going into that pay-per-view or anything super obvious. And now all of a sudden they've been able to cement some places that it felt like they were going very excited for Paige and Cole. I, I think that's going to be great. And Rosa and Britt, I thought that was going to be coming a little bit later too, just because they seem to be loading up this little like mini stable with Britt, which I like very much. Um, but I'm very, very ready for that blow off. I agree that the booking has gone stale because it's just been very predictable. Like I, I can't buy into any of the feuds and they've, just been challenger of the month club. But again, that's not on Brit. She's had some really, really great uh, matches this reign, assuming that Thunder Rosa is going to dethrone her, her match with Chris Statlander, her match with uh, Sheeta and her match before she was champion with, with Rosa was obviously great. I feel like a stipulation might work itself into here at some point, maybe in the coming weeks. I think it'd be really fun if you had like Jamie Hayter versus Mercedes Martinez and then the winner of that, like their side gets to pick mm -hmm. a stipulation. That's not something we see a lot, but um, that lights out match was so special and they're both great in the ring and Rosa is just unbelievable. So I'm fine if there isn't one, I just feel like throwing them in a cage or something might be a little bit more fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish they would do that. Eloquence says, who do you think Jade faces for revolution? If I were her I, or I were them, I would announce an open challenge and I would have Athena answer that open challenge. Win, lose, or draw. Doesn't matter. You get her in there. I don't care if she's signed or not. Uh, Vasily says, give me 10 slow eating with sexy music any day. You are a menace. <laughs> Mark Quill says, here's my Cody Rhodes theme verse for the show. Adrenaline in my soul. Friday nights on YouTube spent watching Sean and Kate on Fightful. Buddy, you went too many, uh, too many, uh, what, what's you broke the rhyme scheme? Is that yeah, you broke the rhyme scheme there. <laughs> Too many syllables. There we go. Downstate Nerd, ain't that complex. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I greatly appreciate you though. Reminder, guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. Uh, a lot of you asking questions, sending statements. How about this? Fightful Select every week. I do a QA show. I did the biggest one I've ever done. There were over 200 questions on the show uh, this week, and I did over an hour. And uh, the last 20 minutes was just Cody-related stuff. FightfulSelect.com. Make sure you guys check it out. Nerguru uh, says, Can I chime ahead. in with a sentimental story? Uh, that interview that you dropped, you did the same day as the time that we did a prediction show. You were running off to that Virgil interview right after we did our prediction. Oh, yeah. So a very full circle moment that you had oh, to drop. Oh, boy. The worst. So I, by definition, couldn't have been the worst part of that day for you. That actually makes me feel really good. <laughs> and Virgil, and Virgil wasn't the worst part. You guys will see when the interview drops on Sunday. <laughs> Nerd Guru says, "The sour graps of time tomorrow is going to be amazing." With Alex going in blind, Kate is going to hens lariat the crap out of this one. Oh my gosh! You got to have a new name. You got to have a new name. You're incognito now. That is true. I'll have to figure something out, but I've just been threatening to Larry at everybody. So yeah. Van <laughs> Twinblade says, Hey Sean, I just watched to let you and everyone else know glory pro anniversary five is up on high spots wrestling network. I recommend watching Trisha Dora and 2D Lynn beating the hell out of each other. I appreciate the recommendation. It's bordering on a plug. My friend, we make people pay a lot more for plugs, Mr. Van Twinblade, but you're here a lot. So I'm going to let it slide. I'm going to let it slide. I'm not going to show up at your home and turn you upside down and empty the change out of your pockets. Not yet. Not yet, because I like you. But that might change one day. Oh, man. Long-term storytelling starting right here. It I might change one it. day. Hey, listen. It could. We got a lot of stuff announced. Uh, Chris Rain says, Revolution is stacked. Baker, Rosa, Cole Page, Punk, MJF. Face of the Revolution ladder match. And Sasha Montrez says, Revolution looks like it's going to happen. And she says, side note, is Charlotte doing these sell jobs on purpose? I don't know if she's doing it on purpose, but people backstage have noticed. As far as Revolution, it is. It is so loaded. So loaded. 
Um, and a big part of that is going to be this sirloin beef sons of bitch ladder match, which I hope goes full sirloin beef. We got powerhouse Hobbs beating Dante Martin. I think it's good that Hobbs got one over on Martin. Good match. Shot kid says, can we call it Hoss of the revolution? Chris rain says, I'm so in on this ladder match. Uh, we've got a Normhausen says, or saying preemptively hosing myself down for the sirloin beefy boy ladder match. Which feels, uh, which I, I can't see what he's saying here. Uh, I'm going to have to have Luis clear that, clean that up a little bit. Uh, but he says, oh, who gets added so they can get uh, yeeted into space? I don't think anybody does get added that's small. I think they got to go full Haas. And Shot Kid says, you're handed the book for the ladder match. Who are your last three entrants? You can pick any Haas you want from any company. No, no, no. I'll stay realistic. I'll stay within AEW's own roster, and I'm going to say Miro. Um, I'm going to say, you know what? If you've still got Brian Cage on your roster, I would have him show up there or have him do it just to do that, even if he's not going to win because he's won one before. That should be like his qualifier. Like have him do that at the very least. And um, uh, who's the third one? There's there's another big Archer. beefy. Archer would be a good one. Man, there's one that I was thinking of and uh, just escaped my my mind right there. But Tall Paul? Uh, no, I would not have <laughs> Tall Paul. I love Tall Paul. I, I'm, I'm so happy that Tall Paul exists in this world. But just in my head, like I, I just would love it to be all sirloin beef sons of bitches. Nothing else. And uh, I think you could do something very special very cool with that, and I think that's the way it should go. You don't think Bud Matthews is going to make an appearance in that? No. Hager. That's who. Hager. Okay. I want Hager in it because the way that he showed up, jacked on dynamite. Oh, my God. This dude was in incredible shape. Yes, Hager would be a good one uh, for that as well. Third Guru says, oh, get Joan. Huh? Brody King is who I'm. Yeah, he's, he's got that. his he's got his own shit to deal with right now. I know. So does Eddie Kingston. He was. I, I feel like he's he not as so big much. as all them though. He's Come not, on. but he he is though. You know what I mean? Like no. he's not physically, but he's he's there no. for violence, my friend. Put Eddie Kingston Cadillac, in everything. Cadillac Carson says, "Big meaty men slapping meat, climbing ladders, breaking ladders, and throwing the remnants at one another." Sign me up. And the thing is, if you've got like an archer, you have a Keith Lee in there, you can still do some of the high flying stuff. But I mean, I, I had pitched a thing where the ladders are gimmicked, and anytime anybody tries to step on a rung, it breaks because they're all so big. So it's just literally the first person who can even get up a ladder is the one who wins. Nerguru wants us to get Jonah in on this Haas ladder match. That would be a good surprise. Colin says Hobbs and Martin have incredible chemistry. Jericho annoys me on commentary every week. Hope to see more Jay White in AEW. Whoo, boy. Uh, Jericho just screaming. I don't know why he screams all the time. He has great insight sometimes, but my God, he just screams before he, to end. He really does, and it's annoying because he goes out of his way to scream because that's not how someone talks, and it gets in the way of the things he's saying, which are actually really valuable a lot of the time. I'm just like, I just don't need this many people on commentary for a one-hour show. I'm with you. Put Veda Scott in there. Come on. Somebody hire Veda Scott. She's awesome at this. We're getting Jade versus Bunny on Dynamite. Matt Hardy showed up. Or, or Yeah, he, he wants to get Bunny uh, a title shot. It's happening. I like this. I don't mind that it's heel versus heel. People go, who's the heel? You decide. Decide who you want to cheer for, who you want to boo. I thought Jade was phenomenal here. She was great. I Any thoughts was, on this one? Yeah, I just I'll just add that I thought it was great too, and I liked Smart Mark calling her the Rabbit Girl or Lady yeah. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that pops me. And I also liked uh, Matt Hardy here, kind of acknowledging like, "Hey, you've done a great job with Jade," as a way of being like, "I'm building this brand. You're building this other brand for your one person." Um, I like that he kind of put. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, Dot com slash fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help. That's betterhelp.com slash fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill him and smart mark on like the same role in the same level um yeah and i also like smart mark saying every week this guy gets more extreme <laughs> yes he's so great Derek gordon says people say brit's reign sucks and it's basically been the same as kenny facing number one contenders and uh, random defenses uh the difference is kenny has five star matches both had people we would knew knew would win rosa and Paige. Listen, I am. I love Britt Baker's work. I think she's one of the best promos in wrestling. Uh, I think she's fantastic. She's a wonderful character. They they don't have her defending the title in February. Uh, they didn't have her wrestle at all in December. I don't think she defended it at all in October. Uh, I think there was probably I think June and April or, or no, she won it in May. So it was like there's been like five months where she didn't defend the title. And I'm like, I wish they would, at least if they're going to do that, develop something more for a challenger for her. I loved what they did with Brian Danielson right out of the gate for Hangman Page. Like you thought, oh shit, he might lose this. And, lose. Yeah. and a couple of things. One, Kenny's whole body was broken more than we ever knew, and he wrestles with vertigo. So well, I have a little bit less of a problem there to brit's to brit's credit she wrestled messed up too for a long time oh for sure but like i think you sexist pig wow aggressive but i think (laughs) kenny was more banged up than we ever knew and brit had the broken wrist right yeah so that still sucks kai says i wasn't done with my point sir i was also good now you are kai says i pay for jericho to screw me in concert sorry continue (laughs) no i don't want it no i was just gonna say that we also had so much story with the elite and with the dark order and Britt doesn't have that she has her stable and rosa has no friends so there was more meat on the bone with the story even though he had less defenses um than kind of like your typical champion and there were multiple times where i thought they at least planted seeds of doubt with Brit. There's just never been any doubt, but thanks for unmuting me, Sean. I appreciate it. How kind of you as I make my salient point over here. All this talk about meat and bones has me thinking, Kate has me thinking about something special in my life. This is why you unmute me. The segue, my friend. What segue to what? You're sitting here talking about meat, bones, meat on bones, bones on meat, bones inside meat, boning meat. And listen, if that's what your search history looks like, listen, you better use NordVPN.com slash Fightful 
protect yourself. You're going to be on some wild stuff, my friends, if you're looking up meats and bones. Well, you know what? Don't take that risk. Get NordVPN.com slash Fightful. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee. If NordVPN is not for you, so there is no risk, you can access content from over 59 different countries, maybe even some of that unsavory stuff. You can change your virtual location with just one click, especially if you're looking up the type of stuff that Kate is looking up. And when you're traveling and you're using that unsecured Wi-Fi, Oh, gosh, that's a hotbed for hackers. I mean, listen, you want to protect yourself on your phone, your laptop, your desktop, your smart TV, even your router. So NordVPN.com slash Fightful does that. You can save a bundle off your NordVPN plan and get an additional month free. And it's the fastest VPN in the world. And let me tell you, you want that, especially if some of the stuff you've been looking up on the Internet is slowing your computer down. Get NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's something that I use all day, every day. It's good stuff. Gives you that peace of mind while you're traveling. There's so many benefits. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Thanks, Sean. You're welcome. ShotKid29 says, any rec spec on TK's big news? Nope. I have asked people in AEW and... The replies that I got uh, ranged from I don't know to I have no goddamn clue. Serena Deeb beat some ass. This is always fun to see. Chris Rain says, I love seeing uh, Serena dominate with technical wrestling. And Shot Kid says, please keep, please keep giving me Deeb torturing rookies every week. I love it. Just a reminder, WWE thought she was best as a trainer. It seems as if WWE's talent evaluation may not be to the level in which we thought. Kate, they thought Thunder Rosa should be a referee. They thought Serena Deeb should be um, uh, a trainer. And you could look at the women's roster and say probably two and four in their depth chart because Thunder Rosa is probably about to be world champion. And Serena Deeb, I'd put her right under Britt, Rosa, and Jade as far as like their most pushed people. Well, the counter argument to that is I think she was a hell of a trainer. If you look at the sure. the women's caliber of talent and how quickly it grew over there along, we can't leave Sarah Del Rey out of that. She's instrumental with that as well. But Sure we can. We can do it. Do it. Sure. I'll tell her. I'll tell her. Sarah who? Exactly. <laughs> do it. But, I dare you. But she definitely uh, had has it still in the ring herself. Like that is unquestionable. I think it would be really, really fun to have Athena show up in a spot like this, too, where, like, technically they're a rookie on the AEW roster, but they ain't a rookie. You know what I mean? So a name like that coming in to do that with Serena, I think, would be very, very fun. But um, this is this. I love it feels very Bret Hart to me. It feels so old school. Like, I, I absolutely adore this. She's great. She looks great with a full head of hair, as Sam Punk pointed out to us. <laughs> um, but it's it's wonderful to see the development of the women's division. It was my biggest criticism for a while. There's at least an effort there. There's still a ways to go, but things like this are good. And I feel like Rampage is a great spot for something like this. Like, you know, it's not going to go longer than five minutes. You know, someone's going to get their ass beat until someone doesn't. So this is a perfect place to plug that in, I thought. So uh, I would have loved to have seen Bret Hart do this now that you mentioned that. That would have been a blast. To see WCW Bret Hart would have been great at this when he was... He his heel work was so underrated. Switchblade Jay White defeats Trent. Uh, I saw a tweet from Trevor on Twitter where he mentioned a fact that a lot of people forget. Like Trent had to be talked into coming to AEW because New Japan was about to give him a big singles push. And you see why. Uh, before we get to that, I do want to address Tremaine Perryman's super chat. He said, "But Sean Serena is training training these rookies." Not to come with that weak shit. See, everybody <laughs> learns a lesson. Tremaine's right. Ooh, everybody, really and she, she is helping train people. So she's helping that out now. And you can be a player coach. That is a thing. Um, I, I would love her in the Pete Rose role, honestly. Gambling and all. Allie Cease for the ruckus says, Happy Friday night, Jay White. 
C says they need to sign Jay White. As soon as he spoke, I became a fan, and his wrestling is fire emoji. Chris Reigns says, I can get used to having Jay White on my TV every week. He's so good at this wrestling thing. They put on a show. They did. You look at Jay White, and you see immediately, like, he's their Rollins, I think. Like, he's, especially if he can grasp some of the more entertainment aspects that you see Rollins thrive in. I see the build, the style, um, the origin. Like it is a lot like how Rollins kind of came up. Cause I didn't, I don't remember a ton of that outside of WWE for Rollins, but now it is, it is so, so integral to what he's doing. I just thought this match owned. I love the blade runner go to uh, making a finisher. Check that out. Uh, we, we, Talk about that finish. I thought this was a blast. This was a great thing. You start the show with Adam Cole. You end it with Switchblade Jay White. Oh, boy, this rules. Bro, that dragon screw leg whip was so good. He's so smooth. Um, And just, yeah, like he, he just makes so much sense here. But it's unbelievable to me how much he, I feel like, made sense immediately and i know the stories are there for him but he just seems like he belongs in this environment so fast and this match was was so great you could tell they were familiar with each other like they definitely had chemistry and um it it seemed like they were wrestling on old friend you know what i mean <laughs> like that's how it felt to me this match felt great like this felt like something that if you had put it on a pay-per-view in the middle of the card, I would not be mad. Like, this was such a fun way to end the show. This was one where I felt like the main event went on at main event time, which was great. Um, and Jay White is a great way to get Kenny Omega back on my screen, too, if he's ready. So I'm just very excited about the implications that that could have. Um, and he's he's just fantastic at this. Like, he, he feels very self-assured, but not, like, in a super cocky way. Um... And if you're not familiar with him, you're going to really enjoy watching him, yes. I think. You, got, you guys should be checking out New Japan Strong, too. It is such a good show. Like, I see Eloquent saying, I to see Jay White in a match under 45 <laughs> minutes. I see them all the time on Impact and and uh, New Japan Strong. Impact has kicked ass uh, a lot lately, too. Yeah. Like, there was a Sirloin Beef Sons of Bitch match with Bullet Club against Violent by Design. Is that just what we're calling hosses now, by the way? Yes, of course. Of course we are. And Eric Young is a hoss. So it counts. Chaps and cowbell and all. But I mean, like, I get every week, like, it feels like I get to watch Jay White wrestle like uh, Christopher Daniels or Alex Zane or or people like that. He wrestled Shane Strickland last night at the Strong Tapings. Um, Man, he is unreal. He's so good. Uh, by the way, I see some discourse, people saying, oh, Roxy got signed by WWE. Uh, there's a reason I hadn't reported that because uh, I hadn't had it confirmed yet. Booker T did backtrack on saying that he had signed, or WWE had signed Roxy, by the way. Just a heads up. Guys, leave a thumbs up. Tap that bell for notifications. Super chats, humper chats. We got a weekend full of content. How about this? Elimination Chamber post show on Fightful. Uh, no Surrender post-show on Fightful. Grapsity will be Sunday at noon instead of Saturday. And on Fightful Select, we got a lot of stuff. How about this? We've got uh, probably Alex's Sour Graps at some point. Got the Elimination Chamber review with Kate and Alex. You got the Weekender podcast. If you're ever like, why don't you cover Impact? Uh, the former 205 Live, which is now Level Up, which we are not covering right now. Uh, and UK and stuff like that. We do that on the weekender. Plus, I'm dropping that Virgil interview. Woof. I feel like you saying, hey, why don't you cover? That should have been in your Mark voice because we get a lot of that. But I mean, listen, if it's people saying, you don't care about Joshi wrestling. Like, well, okay, listen, if there is like a giant infusion of people that want us to cover Joshi wrestling on podcasts, then God damn it, we'll do it. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Uh, I mean, I've had no overtures, nobody pitching Joshi shows to us. Joel hasn't had anybody pitching them to him on Overbooked. I can only personally watch so much, but um, we cover what the people ask us to cover. And that's just how it is. That's Shot Kid says, 
Speaking of WWE's talent evaluation, Nigel, one of the best commentators out there, is buried on two Peacock shows that nobody is watching. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, I don't have a lot I can add to that, except for, yeah, he probably should be wrestling. Yeah. Tremaine says, should Jay start working on his Waluigi impression to be more like Rollins? Oh, I think that him channeling some video game heel stuff would be great. And Eloquence says, great to see Kyrie back in stardom. It sure as heck is, man. Uh, there is, the, I, I like, I want to see Kyrie take on all the top women now in Joshi. And uh, I see you grinning, Kate. Because I was going to go, what stardom as a joke? But then I didn't want people to take it seriously. Oh, God. Uh, Nerd Guru says, chat for the return of the Pirate Princess. Amazing. Uh, I'm just saying, your Joshi coverage lord told all of you when Siri got the hell out of the UFC, she was going to kill shit in Japan. I am, I am the greatest coverage guy, person, man, human of that ever. Nerd Guru says, I vote we don't talk about SmackDown because it was a slog to watch. Yelping contract segment was a train wreck. They spoiled the title change and I couldn't care less about Roman, Goldberg, or Ronda. We have two super chats about SmackDown. <laughs> so this ain't going to take long. We Guys, have Ron. I need to stay employed. So if you could send in super chats, that would be great. Come on, send them, guys. We got about 25 minutes to fill. Don't you love me? Under Undertaker's going in the Hall of Fame. I sat on this one since the Royal Rumble, and then I said, son of a bitch. New York Post. Damn you. Um, they did like a music video today about it. And I know that a lot of us on the worldwide information superhighway web are like, I roll, man. There are a lot of fans at home that love this shit. They they are down to watch a, a Undertaker tribute video with a pretty cool remix of "Sad but True" into American Badass, where uh, Kid Rock almost says, "Throw a finger in your ass. Let me see where you're at and say hey." But he doesn't say that. Um, this is a fine video, Undertaker in the Hall of Fame. I saw somebody say maybe he should be the only person in the Hall of Fame this year. And I say, you know what? If he did that, whatever. Sure. Let, let people go up and, and do story time with Undertaker. Do a one-hour Hall of Fame ceremony and get people the hell out of there. Uh, this is like a... I don't think it's a hot take. It's a mild take, I think. I don't care about the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I don't. Put the Bellas in, put Tori in, put Sean in for, for his outstanding coverage. Put whoever designs the sets in because they're great. It's not a physical location. I can't go see it. It's pointless. It's, I just, I don't care. I feel like the most newsworthy thing to happen at the Hall of Fame was Bret Hart getting attacked by a fan, which is terrible. So No, no, the most noteworthy thing that happened at, even at that Hall of Fame was an unnamed writer that walked up to Vince McMahon after he got yelled at, stuck his hand out and said, I hope you learned something today and walked off the job forever. That was that was a story. I don't know if... Have, have I put out who that is? Have I mentioned I that? No. That's the word. That's the word. And he never talks about it. The guy never talks about it, brags about it, anything, and is working in a creative role for another company right now. And is very, very light. <laughs> Chuck Cassis says, Sean, you mispronounced Yoshi Wrestling. Let's <laughs> well, not do there. Super Mario Wrestling would be great. I wish that they would make dope. a Super Mario Wrestling game. I think that'd be awesome. Like completely separate of Smash Brothers. Uh, ShotKid29 says, you can only get one, Kyrie versus Siri or Utami. Ooh. Joshi which, Expert, which would you rather have? Utami. Okay, I like Siri. JDB Pringle says, Tall Paul Elizabeth, or Tall Paul, uh, yeah, for the ladder match. My dad. Yeah. My dad okay. is in the ladder match. Thanks for the spoiler, JDB I just didn't Pringle. want to say the last name. You're saying kayfabe, kayfabe. I know, I appreciate that, but that's why he says Paul Elizabeth. Name. Oh, okay, people put it out there. It's Artie Evans. Great. Great. It's Artie Evans. Artie Evans is the guy that was rumored to have been like, hope you learned something today. 
to me, walking up to Vince McMahon in the middle of the Hall of Fame, sticking your hand out and saying that is the most gangster shit I've ever heard in wrestling. <laughs> and the fact, the fact that people that he works with don't even know about it now, because I'll ask him, I'll be like, hey, you know about him, right? And they're like, what? Dang. What? That's even more gangster because he never mentions it. That's like the ultimate dong swinging story I've heard in wrestling. <laughs> and you're Man. the dong lord, so you would know. Exactly. Grayman Media says, so much Cody news. Everyone forgot at Josh Alexander. Oh, I didn't forget. He is a yeah. top talent out there and available. That's such Ron- a bummer. <clears throat> yeah, that he is. can't be at like Terminus and stuff because of the visa situation. We know he's from Canada. He was on a team called the North for a very long time. Yeah, but I mean, Jim Duggan was on Team Canada too, so. <laughs> That's a very fair point. <laughs> Rhonda, Naomi, Sonia, Charlotte contract signing. I thought it was very fun when Rhonda was telling Sonia, she's like, did you forget how to spell your name? It's B-I-T-C, and they cut her off. That was a great line. Um, Rhonda signs. She's got to wrestle with her arm tied behind her back. Nerguru asks, what does this tag match do for Naomi? We all know how good she is. She's likely taking the pin and won't even be on the Mania card. I hate this. I'm sure she'll be on the Mania card to some degree, but she's in there in a match that everybody's going to be watching with Ronda Rousey. I mean, the, the Rousey rub, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, they don't really care about Naomi that much. I think we've seen that for a while. Uh, but there were a few things in here to know. I actually thought I did not like the segment. I did think Rhonda did well in this. I think she does better in things that seem conversational instead of the standing and deliver to the crowd promo. That's so weird. Um, which makes sense. I feel like most people do a better job speaking like how people actually speak. Uh, and they were kind of just hinting at why Sonia hates Naomi and they cut Sonia off again. And I was going to throw my remote at my TV for the love of God, someone please justify to me why Sonia hates her. And she was like, you have a problem with authority? And they cut her off. And I was just like, we're right there. <laughs> Come on, man. They're trolling me at this point. Just like that, are you ready for a good time theme song? I'm like, yes, I've been ready for months for a good time. In fact, that never gives it to me. Yes. So, um, did not love the segment overall. I thought this was better from Rhonda because it, it just felt more natural. But it felt like an episode of The View to me. I did not like it. It was not great, but I've seen a lot worse. I like the the Ronda line. Um, the stipulation is interesting to me, at the very least. Uh, I I'll tell you- describe it to Alex, who's not going to watch it. I'm very excited for that. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what's not interesting to me. Ricochet versus Sheamus again. Uh, they wrestled at WrestleMania Backlash last May. They wrestled the next night on Raw. They wrestled two weeks later on Raw. They wrestled uh, in August on Raw. They wrestled the next week on Raw. They wrestled in a four-way three months later on SmackDown. They wrestled at the day one kickoff. They wrestled two weeks later on SmackDown. They wrestled one week later on SmackDown. They wrestled the next week on SmackDown. They wrestled the next week on SmackDown. And guess what? The wrestling again two weeks later on SmackDown. I don't ever need to see this goddamn match again, despite how good it is. They're fantastic. They've got wonderful chemistry. There is nothing to gain here. There was a fantastic Spanish fly that was the highlight, maybe, of the whole night besides the Intercontinental title match. Excellent work, but God almighty, I am so exhausted of this match. So tired of it. Do you have the it. the record between the two of them in all of those matches? I'm just intrigued. I'll go one-on-one. Um, let me pull it up. Compl- just one-on-one ricochet is two and five. <laughs> this is so dumb. This was also not helped by Seamus giving a promo where he said, I don't really have a problem with Ricochet. And I was like, then why are you constantly beating each other up? This yeah. makes you it made no sense to begin with, and it makes even less sense when you're like, I don't really I don't really have an issue with this dude. It's like, well, why did you have seven solo matches 
alone. And why are you still fighting when you've won five of those seven if you don't really have an issue with the guy? And now he's getting rid of his, his partner, apparently, Ridge Holland. What the blue hell are they going to do with him? I don't know. Because they got no character. He's he's a simp. He's a stand <laughs> for Sheamus. That's it. Kai says, Sheamus and Ridge are besties after he shoved him? Oh, no, Ridge. What, are we going to get a Sirloin Beef Sons of Bitches match? Cool. Bet we'll get six of them. Yeah, well, and what does this do? You had a whole story with the bar and with Ridge, and you're not going to pay it off for us after 900 matches? We don't even get a payoff about the bar? Please, just, just, I would love if Ridge took to somebody else and started to beat Sheamus's ass, and then Cesaro made the save, and we get like a four-person sirloin beefy sons of bitch tag team thing. Sure. Raul says, watching a few minutes behind, but really wish Sheamus could be in the latter match of the revolution. He's not big, but he slaps meat. Yes, I would love that as well. I would be far more optimistic about Ridge Holland and Sheamus perhaps feuding if I knew there was any direction for any of this, but there's not. Instead, it's going to be them wrestling each other a bunch of times and no real progression. And I was like, there's almost a story here. And they were like, but we're not going to tell it. And Eloquence says, watch SmackDown for the first time in months. Why are Ricochet and Sheamus still feuding? LMAO. Couldn't tell you. They couldn't tell you. Sheamus couldn't tell you tonight. Why? I also couldn't tell you why they did a DQ in this match. Jey Uso and Ivar. Who gives a heck? Another match that doesn't mean anything, so they can set it up for the pay-per-view tomorrow. Whoop-de-freaking-do, Basil. What does it all mean? This was there like much of this episode um it was fine i all right why it ended in dq makes no sense why it was happening in the first place makes medium sense Mm. there weren't really Mm. any spots that i remember i don't know well this didn't matter at all that that's what i can tell you guys this if you did not, if I didn't tell you that this segment existed, there's a significant opportunity means, or there's a significant opportunity that you would have just never thought about this ever again. Ever. Mike New York says bad booking like WWE2K My GM mode. Oh, that's looking rough. Yeah, what? I don't follow the video game space, but they took features away. Is that what I'm to understand? Well, they took the entire mode away years and years and years ago. Then they have brought it back in a stripped-down version of a stripped-down game that they had two and a half years to build. There you go. Mark Quill says, got nothing for SmackDown. Just want to give shouts to the Fightful community. Sean, Kate, and everyone uh, at Fightful for Fun. Thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate you. you, buddy. Mark rules. He's always being nice on the internet. I appreciate yeah. that about Mark. <laughs> Tremaine says he blames Hacksaw for DQ finishes. He did a lot of them back in his day. Audio Flesh says Samoa Joe versus Cobb. Cobb liked my tweets. Discuss. Samo- if Samoa Joe is a submission machine, Cobb is the slam machine. And I want to see that. Like, I believe that Cobb can hoss around Samoa Joe quite a bit. Um, I've also... Made a lot of like blank on the Cobb jokes, and he favorites all of them. So, just know he's also very active on Twitter. It might not be like the spoiler that you think it is. <laughs> Ricardo says that SmackDown is blue hell. That it is. And JW Pringle says, "Why do WWE go home shows suck?" I don't know. I mean, it's been a long time since them being great was the norm. It's been decades at this point, dude. We gotta also talk about the re- absolutely ridiculous fact that. They had two weeks for this, and the piped-in crowd noise was worse. They added in a laugh track from, I don't know, Everybody Loves Raymond? What the hell was that laugh track in Drew's promo? And then again later, it was worse. It was so bad. The the laid-in stuff was so bad. Drew cut his promo on Mad Cat Moss. I love that he put over Mad Cat Moss. He was like, man, you're really good. You have a lot of potential, but you're hanging out with that clown. What are you doing, mate? I like that, but I watched Drew beat them in a tag match, beat Moss in a singles match. Last month, I saw him eliminate Mad Cat Moss from the Rumble and then beat his ass with stairs, then threaten to stab him with a sword. At this point, Drew's just picking on him. Move on, Drew. About jokes. Yeah. Like all this about jokes. 
To, okay, to be fair, literally. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The only good joke that Moss has done was at Drew's expense. The getting off scot-free. That was pretty funny. I, first of all, Drew McIntyre, we see you. We see you trying so hard. We do. But, but I like, I was thinking about how five months ago, he felt like such a real character on Raw. And then, well, I guess this was, he was giving us history lessons, but I was like, this is the guy more than anybody that needs to switch brands during the draft because he ran through everybody on Raw. It felt like they had run out of opponents for him. And that's why we were getting poor creative. So give him a whole fresh batch of opponents. And they've basically given him like kind of just this. And it's made it's brought him down instead of brought Riddick Moss up at all. But like he tried really hard to put him over in this promo. I loved all the stuff that he said about Louisiana beforehand. It felt very sincere and it felt like he that felt was like cool. He, he knew he was gonna have to pull in something outside of what they the story they've been telling because it's not very good. I thought that was really good of him to connect with that crowd by saying, Hey, I used to live here. I know a lot of you don't know that. And then he referenced a lot of cool things. I thought that was a good approach. Uh, also, something I failed to mention earlier, a lot of us saw like Ronda Rousey and Charlotte's unusual spot taped last week. They taped around that. You could still kind of tell, but I thought they did pretty good with that, all things considered, uh, how bad it looked from the side view. Agreed. So selling is a continued issue for Charlotte, and yeah. I get annoyed when people harp on it because I think they're trying to find reasons to pick on her. Um, but I will say it is a repeated issue. I felt like this actually had a lot to do with her height and the fact that she was in heels a little bit Mm -hmm. and it just did not go well. So I don't think this is like her no selling and matches. This felt like she could not compensate for how tall she was. That's what Lita said about the, the twist of fate. She said it was a height and heels. Yeah. I I feel like that's continued. So yes, also free Ali. They could have done that on the show. I would have been more excited for them to do that than literally anything they did on the show, but they did do a good job. If you have 9 million camera cuts, I guess one of them comes in handy here. So I am Malucha says, are you fine? People watching no surrender tomorrow, buddy debuting Wednesday's going to hump. Love you. Kate and SRS. I haven't confirmed that he's debuting next Wednesday. I'll be watching No Surrender. I won't be watching it tomorrow. I'll be leaving after Elimination Chamber. Uh, But we will have a post-show with Denise Salcedo and Steven Jensen. Make sure you guys tune in. Uh, Shadman says, SmackDown was on melatonin level tonight. Put me to sleep. Swerve Scott about to be a megastar, and I'm building uh, in the building for the Trisha Adora versus Swole Sunday. Oh, that's very very cool. Uh, Trisha Adora is fantastic, and... Excited to see Swole after AEW. But listen, if if you're on melatonin mode and you're feeling sleepy, helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Oh, buddy, boy, you're never going to get a better mattress than this. I made an investment in my sleep last year. I was not getting a great uh, night's sleep on that, that slab of memory foam that I had. I wanted something different, but... I did not want to sleep on a mattress that a bunch of other people had rolled around on during the pandemic. So I looked up my options and I found Helix Sleep and their quiz. I was matched with the Desk Lux model because I wanted something that was uh, a medium and I slept on my back. Well, the good thing about Helix is now I sleep on my side and my back. I'm able to have a more versatile night's sleep. When I roll over to my side, that doesn't mean I'm waking up because uh, my neck's not aligned or anything like that. If you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz, order the mattress you're matched to, and it comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever have to go to a mattress store again. And when you go to helixsleep.com slash Fightful, you take the two-minute sleep quiz. They will match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And they're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Fightful. I legitimately bought this before they were a sponsor. I hit them up and I was like, hey, I really dig your product. 
I would love to work with you. I would love to spread the word. And they said, heck yeah, let's do it. That's what we like. And I've been fortunate to have, uh, gosh, I think a dozen different uh, readers that have hit me up and said, yeah, I ordered helixsleep.com slash Fightful and it changed things for me. A lot of people think they can go, uh, go like with that slab of memory foam for their night's sleep. That does not support your back. It is not good for you. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful is, and they have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. If you if you call them up and you're like, hey, I hate getting this great sleep. I hate it. And I have stupid bangs. <laughs> My bangs roll. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Also, they will not flip you off like our very immature, unprovoked co-host did. Grow up. Very provoked. Grow up. I appreciate that I use a real phone and not this phone because my sister's an improviser and I know how to do that. Look inward. Alan Mark says Kate uh, Kate Elizabeth versus Vanna. Well done. Or as Vanna. Well done. It was a Maki Ito tribute, first of all. How dare you? We have a bunch of super chats to get through and I want to hit the hour mark, Kate. Well, at least we have super chats. I want to stay employed, so I'm glad we're getting super chats. Hey, what's that over there? Says, got nothing for SmackDown either, but I'd love to see Killer Cross as an Andrade heavy in AEW. I don't think that's happening. He is with MLW now. Uh, we are, we do, we've got an interview with him dropping next week ahead of their Charlotte show. He was very transparent. I full stop asked him, do you think they are trying to dismantle what Triple H built with NXT? And he said to me, I live in my own bubble, but I don't know how you couldn't think that at this point. And uh, he reflects back on that. It is a very candid interview. I'm a Lucha. Uh, actually, that one already got read. Luis! He's We're trying glad to, to have you back, paid. Luis. Thank you, Luis, getting me paid. Grayman says, if Cody joins WWE, how many low carters join him? I mean, that was the, the people that are going to jump are probably going to jump anyway. It's just AEW hasn't had their first series of contracts go up yet. Just Just a few here and there. I wish you could make trades. Yeah, well, it's hard to trade independent contractors. That is, that is uh, not not allowed. But I mean, I know, but they do a lot of things you're not allowed to do. It's true, and and there are ways to make it happen. Demetrius Johnson for uh, Ben Askren, UFC and One FC did that. So anything's possible. JW Pringle says, you know what? I want to see every week Ricochet versus Sheamus. This is followed by Usos versus New Days. New Day then top it off with a rerun of Cena Orion. Or Orton, you mean. Cena Orton, J.W. Pringle from 2008-ish. Ah, yeah. A little overdone. Nerd Guru says there were 17 video packages on this show and they couldn't have filled some time with what are those called? Oh, yeah, women's matches. So stupid. Well, the reason they leaned so heavily into the video packages is because they taped two shows last week. So, ideally, they did not want to have that crowd there for like seven hours. But you know what? They did a dark match before the show and after the show. So they could have figured out a way to trim one of those. I or think. the entrance. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Michael says Natsupoy versus Dark Starlight Kid versus Kyrie. That's obviously for Kate. Uh, Chuck Vick says with as much build that's been given, do you think Sonya versus Naomi is a mania match? It'd be nice for Sonya to give her motivation for hating Naomi all this time. I'm with you. I don't think it's a mania match because I think Naomi already beat that ass on an episode of SmackDown. So, like, what, what is there left? I don't know. I felt like it was running out of steam six months ago yep. or whatever. J.W. Pringle said, damn, auto Corvette got me again. <laughs> Very clever. Very clever. Uh <laughs> The, we're going to main event with the Intercontinental title match. Uh, Goldberg, face-to-face, we had the video packages. They're very good video packages. But face-to-face was so utterly pointless. Tremaine, or Goldberg says, with the Universal title, I'm next. Okay, cool. Hit the bricks. Tremaine says, I got nothing for SmackDown, but I'll mention again, if Goldberg wins tomorrow, I'll go into a coma from the anger. <laughs> I would be very upset if they blew Roman Reigns' stuff on, uh, on that. <laughs> blew Roman Reigns' stuff. 
You said it, buddy, not me. Beer is coming. Flow Roman Reigns and stuff. This segment was it existed. JW Pringle says bad fantasy booking. Cody showed up, shows up in Saudi, knocks Dadberg out cold, grabs the mic and says to Roman, Mock says hi and walks away. That would be cool. That'd be a nice line. Uh, but this this main event segment, the the videos were so much better than the main event segment because the main event segment was just like, eh. All right. To me, a big point of the videos is that you don't have to have a talking segment on the same show. You have a video package explaining everything. Mm-hmm. Heyman did okay with the Tom Brady stuff. The rest of this was terrible. Sean, did you know that this match was actually supposed to happen at WrestleMania? Because they I heard that. They I, mentioned that. Was that. Rumored. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Grayman Media says, I'm talking about WWE jobbers like Ricochet and Naomi. Buddy, I don't understand the context. But Laura says, who else do you think will be in the face of the Revolution ladder match? Do they go full Hoss or put in some smaller guys? Laura, I think they should go full Hoss. Get people to have question marks above their heads and go, what the hell is going to happen here? But what do you think, Kate? Man, it's so tough because like they could just throw in Wheeler Yuta or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like Full Haas, but I think you'll probably have one or two small guys in there because I think that Keith Lee is going to yeet the hell out of one or two people. But I say back event, in there. <laughs> the main event of this evening was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura won this title in August. He defended the title once after that, and he hadn't defended it since. And I even posted a goddamn tweet that said, hey, guys, by the way, he's wrestled every month since then. I know people are going to say, oh, but he was injured his hand. He's wrestled every single month since then. Every and- single month how about that sammy had to vacate the title because he wasn't available because of covid protocol but the guy that was injured kept the title and now that he's cleared (laughs) they take it away from him what (sighs) sean he didn't defend this title at all it was so weird man it was so freaking weird and Books wasn't in the picture until after he won it, right? So, what? Like, there was no tension with Boogs to build him up to face him at any point. There was no reason he was he needed to be there to help him secure the victory. He was injured for most of his reign. Why didn't you vacate it or just have him drop to someone? And then now that he's fully cleared to wrestle in a great match that we saw tonight. I don't want to take away from the match because it ruled. Um... But he drops so that Sammy can eventually lose to Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. Like, that's what we're doing. That's that's life right now. You clear a guy to then drop the title, but have him hold it while he's injured. What? <sighs> the match was fantastic. It was great. They're awesome together. There were a lot of callbacks to, to some of their other matches, which I, I really liked. Sami Zayn is so good. Nakamura, when he wants to be, is so good. He, uh, I, I just love the storytelling from Nakamura in this, and Sammy too. But Sammy's so over the top that, like, whenever the heel matches the face to mock them, that's a traditional thing. But I feel like you saw Shinsuke kind of throw it back at him, which is really fun. Is the face when the heel is someone that's so over the top? Like this was just a blast some really hard hitting spots. And one thing I appreciated about this that I think is trickier to do in wrestling matches than people give it credit for something MJF is very good at. I've noticed is and Adam page is good at this. The rhythm of a wrestling match. I feel like a lot of times is either a sprint or it's slow. And to be able to change rhythms within the same wrestling match is something that's very tricky to do well. And they did that here. It was a little bit slower and harder hitting in the beginning. And then it kind of picked up, and then towards the end, it started to slow down a little bit again, I felt like. Ending was a little bit abrupt and weird, but I was just so happy Sammy went over. I wish he would go over with the blue bomb. Like, just let him do it. Um, but I feel like that's something that is very hard to pull off and, and do well that they did very well here, is to be able to work at different speeds and still tell the same story within the whole match. 
Kai says, let them run back the takeover match at Mania, please. I doubt it. I doubt they're doing that, but that was an incredible match. Uh, Chuck Vick says, put Denise versus Sean at Mania. That would be more entertaining than most of this stuff that'll be on the card. Uh, me and Denise might be doing the Sean versus Denise Olympics. Maybe I'll make that a select special. Amphibious Flobius Messiah says, if and when Cody lands in WWE, what do you think his ceiling is championship-wise? World title. I think he could be a world champion there. Full on. Insider tip says, J.W. Pringle, if you're coming to Mania in Dallas-Fort Worth, check out Tolbert's and Grapevine for dinner one night. I am dreading that week. That is a big city, and I don't know where anything is. I already got to drive 40 minutes from the airport to the hotel in Orlando. Woo! Can't wait to see how Dallas is. Look how helpful J.W. Pringle is being. I know. He's great. He's He's great. Mark Quill says, Sammy is Intercontinental Champion, brings us one step closer to Johnny Knoxville. I may or may not be joking. I heard from some veterans that are upset about the fact that Johnny Knoxville is allowed to wrestle, not because of him, just things. I'm I'm working on putting together a story. That will be on FightfulSelect.com, as plenty of stories are. Guys, I appreciate you all a lot. This was one of the least interesting Fridays of wrestling in a while. It was at a different time. Both shows were taped, and we still got a, a, a lot of Super Chats and Humper Chats, so thank you guys. Kate, tell the people what you're doing this weekend. Oh my gosh. Well, tomorrow, Alex and I, around nine o'clock, we think, uh, are going to be doing the Paywall pay-per-view post-show. If you like alliteration and you like a lot of silliness and fun, feel free to join us on that behind the paywall and subscribe. Ever since we announced it, nothing else in wrestling has happened. Subscriptions have been through the roof. So I'm thinking it's just because of me and Alex and no other news stories this week which is great. And then um, on Tuesdays, you can catch me doing the NXT post show with Mr. Sourgraphs himself as well. Wednesdays at the Mark Order podcast at Mark Order pod, talking all things all elite. And then Fridays back here with this guy when he's not traveling the world. Guys, thank you all so much. We got so much content this week. Alex says sour graps on Fightful Select right after this show. Am I doing that too? Was Go do it. Go do it. (laughs) Because I ain't. Until next time, we're out. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.